Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the European Hoops podcast, a sports ethos presentation. We bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. Make sure to follow us at Ethos EuroLeague. My name is Andre, and this is my co-host, Diogo. How are you doing? Hi, Andre. I'm good. Uh, welcome, guys, to another episode. Let's get to it. Let's go. We have a lot of games to preview with a doubleheader happening this week. We will go over all the 18 games, and we start with Fenerbahce Olympiacos. Olympiacos is having a great season, and it's on the top of the standings. They have won five out of their last six games. Fenerbahce is one game behind them, tied in third place and they have come from a surprising loss against Asphalt. They have lost six out of their last nine games. Last time these two teams met, Olympiacos won 94-67. Flokas hurt his back on the team last game and he is doubtful to play. Diogo, what do you expect from this high-level matchup? Yeah, in this matchup, I certainly do not expect it to go like the first round where Olympiacos blew out Senerbache. I think it's going to be a very close game. You could argue these are the two best teams in the league. To up the best team. Uh, I'm very excited to see Vezinkov against Motley. I think that's going to be a great matchup to watch. And uh, again, like I always talk about, the guard play with Kalaris and Wilbekin on one side, and then Thomas Walkup and Czech McKissick on the, on the other side. I think this could be a very good matchup and I expect a, a real close game. I expect Fenerbahce to come out on top this time. Moving on to the next one. In Italy, Milan will receive Basconia. Milan is out of the playoff fight and is last in the standings. Basconia, on the other hand, had snapped out of their losing streak on an overtime thriller game against Efes. Basconia is now in 6th place in the standings, tied with Alguiris. Last time these two teams faced each other, Basconia got the win 78-62. Do you expect Basconia to win this game? Uh, yeah, I think they're, they're gonna win. I don't think it's gonna be as easy as the home game was though. We still don't know if Shabazz neighbor is going to play, but this is obviously one of the best offensive teams in Basconia against one of the worst offensive teams in Milan. I expect like a kind of a low scoring game. I think Milan is gonna be able to do a good job defensively to keep Basconia from hitting as many threes. I hope Milano doesn't get into a shootout with Basconia like they did against Monaco because I just don't see them having enough firepower to, to compete in those types of matchups. But yeah, I think Basconia is gonna win a close one as well to solidify a playoff spot because they are 12 and nine. This would be a very good win for them. Uh, and I'm curious to see the matchup of Marcus Howard against TLC. Both are gonna play the two guard and both can shoot. Marcus Howard struggled a little bit with Efish, so I expect him to come out um, with a mentality to dominate this game, and I think he's gonna he's gonna get the win. You'll see size might be a problem for Marcus Howard. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so because TLC is not really a physical player, even though he's bigger than Marcus Howard. Uh, I don't see him posting up or anything like that so I think Marcus is going to be fine. In this game we might also have both teams having their new point guards available. It's more likely that Napier will be able to be registered in time. The other hand Max might uh, not have time to be registered and probably won't play these two games for, for Basconia. The next game of this round is Valencia against Bayern. 
the two teams are in a great momentum. Valencia won their last four games and Bayern won four out of their last five games. Valencia is tied in eighth place while Bayern is two games behind them. This is a great chance for Bayern to try to show that they are playoff contenders. Bayern is dealing with several injuries with Elias Harris joining Obst and Lucic in their injury report. What are you looking for on this game, Diogo? Yeah, but I expect Valencia to, to stay hard, to keep winning games. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to be a blowout, but I expect Valencia to win comfortably. I think their ball movement and their shooting ability is going to make the difference in this game. And the matchup I'm mostly looking forward to see is Chris Jones versus Valor Bad. Uh, I think Chris Jones with his playmaking ability and Valor Bad being a more of a defender and a bigger guard, I think that's going to be interesting to see. But I expect Valencia to, to show that they are the better team. Next game is Partizan Asvel. Both teams come from very important wins on their previous rounds. Partizan is now 11th, one win away from the playoffs and won 6 out of their last 8 games. When these two teams met in France, Asvel won 91-87. What do you expect to see this time around you? Uh, Asvel is a very good defensive team and I expect them to make it tough for Partizan. But I think the, the home court advantage is going to give Partizan the, the edge on this one and I have Partizan winning this game. Especially because after they won their classic rivalry against Red Star, I expect them to, to keep the momentum and to feed off of that game, to, to keep going with the wins and keep going up in the win-loss column. Even though Ajwell can never be counted out with a with players like Nando De Colo and now Debos, but but I expect Partizan to win a close one. Uh, if I had to pick a matchup here, I would probably go Nando De Colo and Dante Exum. They're both going to play the two-guard, I think, with Debos playing the one now. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup. Two guys who are very good offensively, but I think Partizan is going to get the win. Maccabi will visit Barcelona. Barcelona certainly wants to bounce back after losing the Classic against Real Madrid. Maccabi, on the other hand, is trying to hold on to 8th place and they are dealing with uh, several important injuries like Lorenzo Brown. What do you expect to see in this game? Do you think Maccabi has enough in the team to, without an important player like Lorenzo Brown, hold on to the 8th place? Not in this round, though. I, I think they're going to lose this game and with teams like Valencia and Efe is right behind them and Partizan as well I think they can get bounced out of the eight spot for this round but they're still going to be in the fight like they're not going to be too low after losing this game they're going to be 11 and 11 so they're still in the playoff hunt but I just, I just don't think they have enough to win this game even with Lorenzo Brown it would have been tough without him I think it's just not going to happen uh, I expect Mirotic to, to dominate this game, but the matchup I'm looking forward to see Sadoransky and Wade Baldwin. I think Barcelona is going to focus a lot on Wade Baldwin. Is gonna, they're going to try to make the other guys beat them. So I don't think Wade Baldwin is going to have a, a very good game. And I expect Barcelona to dominate this one from start to finish. I expect a comfortable win for them. With Maccabi's strategy surrounding a lot the ability over Baldwin to create on offense, do you think that uh, Baldwin and Sato will be facing each other or how can uh, Barcelona contain uh, Baldwin in this game? I think we're going to see Sadoransky on Wade because Laprovitula is obviously a small player to be on, her, on Wade Baldwin because he's taller and stronger. So I think Sadoransky is going to get the matchup. Uh, I expect Laprovitula to be matched up with Di Bartolomeu and I think that's going to be a better matchup for him. But yeah, Sadoransky and Wade Baldwin should be a, a very good one to watch. For sure. Looking into the standings, if Valencia manages to, to beat Bayer, they can put themselves in a very good position catching up Zalgiris and uh, eventually passing Maccabi. This will mean that 
that uh, Valencia will be in a very good situation. On the other hand, Zalgiris and Maccabi are probably in trouble, with Zalgiris being two wins ahead of FS Partizan and Red Star, and uh, Maccabi being just one win ahead of those teams. Uh, the fact that they are dealing with several injuries in their rosters will give a special importance to, to these uh, matchups and this doubleheader, because if they fall out of the playoff um, contention, it will be hard for them to bounce back with teams like Valencia and FS taking the last places of the, the playoffs and with uh, Red Star probably improving their roster soon and Partizan playing at a very good level. The next game includes exactly one of those teams, Virtus receiving Red Star. Red Star lost the classic against Partizan and lost the chance to catch up with 8th place. Virtus lost in uh, Munich and uh, has now lost 3 out of their last 4 games. For both teams this is a must win game to stay in the playoff contention. Habas returned this weekend for Virtus in their home game. Hassan Martin had been upgraded to questionable last week, but he didn't play it and he's still questionable to play in this doubleheader. How do you expect this game to unroll? I think this game is going to be very close. I think Red Star is the best team. But like I, I said on previous episodes, I think they are very good at home and they struggle a lot on the road because they don't have that crowd to feed off of. I'm still going to give them the win in a very close one. And I... I'm very curious to see how Luka Vildoza and Milos Teodosic will match up. I think these are two amazing point guards that have been playing at a high level. I think Luka Vildoza should win that matchup, especially if they are able to get stops and get out on the fast break. But obviously Milos is, is an all-time legend, so you you can never count him out. Uh, I expect Petrozev to, to have a big game here because Virtus Bigs are not as physical and not as good as him, in my opinion. So I think Petrozev has a chance to, to make the difference in this game. And I'm going to give Red Star the win on a, a very close game. Uh, while I agree with you, on the other hand, this is a must-win game for Virtus if they want to still dream about making it to the playoffs. But they are in a hard position to make it all the way there. But the thing is also, um, if Red Star loses this game, Virtus passes them. So they can't afford to, to lose this game if they, if they still want to be in playoff contention until Composite comes back. So I think this is a more important game for Red Star than Virtus because I, I really don't see Virtus having that much of a chance to, to get in. And Red Star, on the other hand, I think they, they have a good chance. So it's going to be a very good matchup. I'm looking forward to seeing it. For both teams that are trying to stay alive, and this probably will be one of the must-watch games of the of this round for those reasons. Next one, I know who you will pick and who you will favor because it's FS against Zalgiris. So I know you are picking FS to win, like you always do. And for good reasons, of course. FS comes into this game with three losses in a row, and they are trailing one game behind the playoffs spot but this is a good chance for them to not only get into the playoff spots but to cut the difference to one of their direct contenders in Zalgiris. Zalgiris had a disastrous second half in Greece and lo lost to Paratinaikos in the last round. Last time these two teams met FS won in Kaunas by 26 points. After losing three American players already for injuries do you think that Zalgiris has enough in the tank to surprise FS? I don't but I'm gonna make a promise here. If FS doesn't win this game, I'm going to be officially out on them. Because at some point, like, this has to stop. His, his losses have to stop. Like, I get it, Basconi is a very good team, and they, they play fast, they can beat anybody, but 10 and 11 with the roster they have is not acceptable. This is a home game against a, a direct opponent in this 6th to 8th spot, so FS 
can't play around in this game. They, they have to win. They have to make a statement. And I expect them to do that. So I think this is going to be a blowout win for them. Or it should be. We'll wait on that. Uh, I'm going to predict Acid's win. So I expect uh, a good matchup between between Roland Smith and Will Blyber. Uh, also, Archie Polonaro coming off the bench and possibly playing some of the, that four spot. And Will Blyber doing the three and the four sometimes. I think those guys can match up with each other. I think it's going to be very interesting to see. But I expect the the guards from FS to dominate this game. Both Shane Larkin and Misic, I think they're, they're going to come out strong from the start. And I think they're going to dominate this game. Do you think that maybe we are seeing some champions fatigue with FS and after winning two times in a row, it's hard for them to motivate themselves for, for the regular season? Because this might be one of the best rosters that they have had. Do you think that that might be what we are watching, that it's hard for them to motivate themselves for a regular se season match? And even in a game like uh, we watched last round against Pasconia, an overtime high-scoring game, even in those games, it's hard for them to close them and get those wins that uh, are must wins for them. Yeah, I, I understand that point. I think that could be the case because obviously winning two straight, trying to go for a three-peat, all you want is the playoffs to come around. Right? The regular season for them really doesn't matter that much. But like I said in previous episodes, the point is you have to make the playoffs first. Like It's not because you're a back-to-back -back champion that you just automatically in the playoffs. There are a lot of good teams this year. I, I think this is the, the most talented I've ever seen the EuroLeague be. So they got to get ready for these games and they got to they gotta play to win. At some point, they got to stop playing around because there's only about 12, 13 games left. And if they stay behind, then it's not going to be easy to catch up. They could lose their opportunity for a grippy. Like you said, the, the best roster they've had. So, yeah, I think that could be a reason for sure. Nobody doubts that uh, they are a title contender and that this roster can, can win this edition of the EuroLeague, but they are putting themselves into trouble losing this matchups. I see teams like uh, Monaco and Basconium having a somewhat similar type of game and um, being able to compete with them in a knockout elimination game or in a regular season game. Of course, the Efes will be favorites or big time favorites against them in a playoff series, but they are putting themselves in a position of having a way harder path to trip it than they probably needed to with all the quality that they have in their roster. Yeah, uh, what I think about that comparison you just made with Basconia and Monaco, I think Efish has the, the pieces and the potential to play a similar style as Basconia and Monaco, like trying to play faster and more on transition offense. But the Misic is a, as a point guard, like I think he dribbles too much. This is not a, a knock because he's obviously amazing at it and playing the pick and roll and playing half court offense. But I think they play half court offense too much. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think they could run more. I think they could play faster because they have the depth to do it. They have the talent to do it. The shooting to do it. They should try to implement that. I totally agree with you. Like, they have so much quality and they could do so much more. And they, if they will run more, play faster, th their level is so high that they can, yeah. pace of the game, they have so much depth that they can keep it up. And it will be so hard for a team like Bascon or Monaco to find the depth to be able to keep it up with them for 40 minutes. And yeah, 100%. I agree with you. And if they would do that, that what you just said, they will be able to just overplay and overscore any team on the EuroLeague very likely. Yeah, I think I think they rely too much on, on pick and roll offense and 
most of their offense, their possessions is just Misich playing pick and roll or Shane Larkin playing pick and roll. Like, there's not a lot of movement. There's not a lot of ball movement. So, yeah, uh, I would love to see them play better offensively. But like you said, the talent they have is just insane. That's why they are able to compete, even playing slow and half-court offense. But I think if they were to explore this, they would be on another level. Absolutely. And uh, if they they have in this matchup with Zalgiris a good chance to prove themselves that uh, they want it and that they want to be in these playoffs. Because if they lose this game with Zalgiris, they are potentially three games behind the seventh place. And while the eighth place is still achievable, they might be two games behind Valencia or Maccabi. And uh, that might mean trouble for, for FS. Moving on, next game we have Alba against Monaco. Alba is tied in last place and lost with Valencia in the last round. Monaco won Milan and they are looking to fight for home court advantage. Do you see Monaco getting an easy win here? Uh, no, not an easy win. I think this is one of those tricky games where everybody expects Monaco to win and then Alba steals it. I don't know, I just get a feeling that could happen. I'm not going to pick Alba though, I'm going to stay with Monaco, but I think it's going to be a very hard game. Uh, it's one of those where... It's just the unexpected happens, you know, like, but, but I'm, I'm not, I don't have the confidence in Albert to pick them, so I'm going to stay with Modem. Uh, I'm expecting a great matchup between Mike James and Maudo Lop. Again, the guards, uh, every game you look at this year, you have guards playing at elite level, so uh, I just love that part about it. I think Mike James eventually will come out on top with the help from Jordan Wood and Elio Kobo. I think Monaco stays too much for Alba, but I think it's going to be close to and And I could see a scenario where Alba gets the, the upset. Is EuroLeague a guard league? I don't think it was, but I think it's making a transition for it because with Efesh winning the last two championships, uh, relying a lot on Misic and Shane Larkin, those two guards, I think the, the teams now are, are starting to try and implement that as well. Because if you look at it, you have obviously Efes, they started. But then you have Barcelona with Sadoransky and Laprovitula. You have Monaco with Mike James, Jordan Lloyd, Elvio Gobo, Penerbache with Nick Kalatesh, Wilbekin, uh, Valencia with Chris Jones and Jared Harbour, uh, Olympiakos with Slukas and Thomas Walker. Like almost every team has a dynamic duo of guards. And I, I just love to watch it. Like Basconia, of course. Marcus Howard, Darius Thompson. I, I could name every team in the league and, and they would they would have elite guards. So I think it's it's making that transition to 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 become uh, a guards league. Especially with the a lot of teams starting to play some small ball now. Yeah, I, I could see it. I absolutely agree with you and I think that makes the game even more appealing to watch. I just find it interesting that probably the top two contenders for MVP this season at the moment are Sasha Zenkov and then it's between Misic and Lasorce. Do you think that uh, with the EuroLeague voting system for MVP we will see more guards receiving the MVP award? Yeah, I think so because when you look at those bigger players getting it, like it's easier for uh, a big or big forward to put up stats like double double like points and rebound and that increases their PER value a lot so with the voting I think it will be more based on eye test than stats I hope that's at least that's how I like it to look at things 
uh, but yeah, and also with the trend, with the transition that's happening, with the guards having much more attention now, uh, because they are they are playing at such an elite level. I think, yeah, I I think so. Really. Last game of round 22 is Real Madrid against Paratinaikos. Real Madrid comes from a win in the Classic and wants to secure first place, while Paratinaikos had an amazing second half against Algiris, getting the win. Unfortunately, they lost Ponitka, that uh, is likely to miss this game. How do you see this game unrolling? This game, there shouldn't be much history to this game. Um, uh, Paratinaikos dealing with uh, Ponitka's absence and Van Bacon maybe being out as well. I think Real Madrid should dominate this game from start to finish. I don't expect it to be close at all. Yeah, I just think it's going to be an easy win for Real Madrid. Let's now move on to round 23 and let's go over all the games that will be happening. Since we don't know what will happen in round 22, we will just go over all what we expect to see in each of those matchups. The first game is Valencia against Maccabi. The two teams are heading into this doubleheader tied in 8th place. Maccabi is dealing with several injuries. What do you expect to see here and which matchup are you looking for to watch? Uh, okay, so I think this is going to be a must-watch game because of the position where both teams are in the standings. I think this game could decide a couple things, at least for now. I don't think Lorenzo Rondas is going to play yet, so I'm going to pick Valencia here. I just think playing at home, the way they share the ball, I think, but it, it's so close. I, I, it's like 51-49, like percentage-wise for me. Uh, but I'm going to give it to Valencia. Uh, I expect a great matchup between Chris Jones and Wade Baldwin. I think both two guards are going to are going to dictate what their team can do in this game. Uh, I expect a really close game, decided by the final minutes, final seconds, whatever. Uh, I think Valencia is going to win. Do you think that if Maccabi was full force, they would win this game? I think Maccabi as full force is a better team. I'm not going to say a better team, a more talented team. But I think Valencia plays better basketball. And with the home courts and because of how important that game is, I, I think their crowd is going to be into it. I'll, I think I will still give it to Valencia. Because these Spanish teams are, are usually more disciplined on, on these types of games. And in Maccabi, I see a lot of talent, but not a lot of structure like within the team. Uh, that's why I think I'm going to go Valencia, even if Lorenzo plays. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, I also expect Valencia to win. And they can come out of this doubleheader with two very important wins against Bayern and Maccabi that can put them in a very good position to make it to the plate. Moving on to the next game, Milan against Red Star. This is a must-win game for Red Star. What do you expect to see? Uh, I expect to see Vildoza dominating this game, honestly. Um, just like last week when Wanaku played Milano, I, I was expecting Mike James to dominate. I think Vildoza here is going to be the same. Uh, Red Star needs this win because like Valencia and Maccabi, like we talked about just now, Partizan, Epes, Basconia, all these teams are so tied up. So this is a they can't be losing to weaker teams. So I expect Vildoza to have a big game and I expect Red Star to, to come out on top at the end in a close one in a close game as well. Which matchup are you looking for on this game? Uh, maybe Natovic with TLC. I think that could be a good matchup with Natovic playing the two. But uh, overall, I think I just think Petrozev is going to have a chance to play a good game as well because. Brendan Davies, uh, it's a, it's also a very good matchup between those two, Brendan Davies and Petrozev. 
So yeah, either one of those matchups is going to be amazing to see, but I expect Red Star to to come out on top on both of them because I just I just think they are a little more talented. The next game of round 23 is Barcelona against Bayern. Do you think that Bayern can surprise Barcelona? I don't. I don't think Barcelona is playing at a very high level, and after losing to Real Madrid, I think they they got to come out strong on this double header week, and they have to get some. They have to get this to win. So. I picked them to beat Maccabi and now I'm picking them to beat Bayern. And I don't think this game is going to be very close. I think Barcelona will control the whole game with Sadoransky and Miritic leading the way. And I think a nice matchup will be Miritic and Rubic both playing the floor. Rubic is a stronger guy, but Miritic is obviously much more skilled and can shoot the ball so well. So I, I'm going to go with Barcelona on an easy win this time. As we spoke earlier, uh, we expect Alba to give some trouble to Monaco. Do you see them doing the same to Fenerbahce or we will see Fenerbahce consolidating themselves as one of the top contenders and one of the top teams in the standings in the end of this regular season? No, I don't because this is now a road game for Alba. Uh, I think Fenerbahce is going to dominate the game at home, especially after they they got surprised by Asvel in France. I think they're going to come back home and, and show why they are one of the main title contenders. And I'm going, I'm interested to see Wilpekin and Modolo. Again, the guards can't blame me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Ferrovac is going to win this game easily. It's a guards league after all, so it makes sense yeah. to get to watch those matchups. Yes, uh, may not. <laughs> <laughs> the next game is must-watch playoff fight between Zalgiris and Partizan. Who, which side would you pick? I'm going to take Zalgiris. Because of their home court advantage that they have, those fans are, those fans are amazing. I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be a, a very good game. It's probably one of those must-watch games as well. But I, I'm going to go with Zalgiris because of the home court advantage. That's it. Because at the moment, I think Partizan is a, a more talented team. But, but I'm going to give the edge to Zalgiris on this one, on a very close game. While I absolutely agree with you that the home court advantage in Kong is for Zalgiris is, is massive, I think that partisan momentum is too good and they are playing too well and uh, they will probably take this win. Next game is Monaco-Real Madrid. For sure a very interesting game. Uh, how do you think the game style of these two teams will match? Okay, for me this is the, the matchup of the week. It's the most must-watch game over of both rounds. I to win 23. I'm going to go with Monaco to win this one. Uh, on the first go-round, Monaco won in Spain with a, a clutch Mike James 3 and 1-3 for forced overtime and then Monaco won in overtime. I expect Monaco to win. I'm not going to say easy, but I don't think it's going to be like one of those last second, last minute game. I think Monaco is going to be able to, to be an the lead throughout, but uh, it's obviously going to be close. I, I think Mike James is going to go crazy because he always does against Real Madrid. He always plays a very good game. This game is like a, a measuring stick for both teams to see at what level they're at right now, because I have both these teams as contenders, not only to make the final four, but to win it as well. So I think it's going to be a must-watch game, and I'm certainly going to watch it from the beginning to the end, but I'm going to go with Monaco on the close one. As far as matchups, I hope Abalde plays, because like I said uh, last week, I think it's so important to what Real Madrid does. And I think it's going to be the, the two guards, the wings, in Abalde, Musa, Ezonia against like Elio Cobo, 
Alfa Diallo. I think that's going to be very interesting. I want to say Mike James, but I can't do that because I don't see a point guard in Real Madrid to, to match up with him. So I'm going to go with the, the wings. Jordan Lloyd, Elio Cobo, and Alfa Diallo against Muzad. Abaldit and his armor. Yeah, I agree with you. And the lack of uh, point guard for Real Madrid, it is a problem. But I think they are getting into a bit of a rhythm and their wings might be able to overplay Monaco's wings. And I link to their side on this game, but it for sure will be a must-watch game. For me, the game of the week will be the following one. Olympiacos against Efes. It will be a big game where Olympiacos want to consolidate themselves as first, but Efes need to step up to the challenge and uh, get the win if they want to be in the playoff contention and uh, compete for their three-peat. What do you expect to see on this game? I think that this game between Olympiacos and Efes is the most important game of this round because of the implications that it could have. Standings and Efes loss can be very costly for them and the Olympiacos loss can put them out of the first seat. Uh, I just think that Monaco and Real Madrid is going to be the best basketball game as far as to watch. But yeah, in this Olympiacos Efes game, I'm I'm looking forward to see Misic and Thomas Walkup matching up, but also Vezinkov and Miritic. I think this is going to be a, a very good game. Olympiakos plays a, a great defense, especially at home. But Efes, obviously, like we've been talking about, they have to start winning games. So I expect them, and and they usually get up for these big games. So I expect them to 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 be prepared. I think it's going to be a hell of a matchup. Uh, I'm going to go with Fish. I know I sound repetitive, but I, I just have to. I think in those big games, it's so hard for me to pick against them because these are the only games they, they seem to care about. So, yeah, but it's going to be super tough. I would not be shocked at all if we'd be up and won this game. Yeah, and like you mentioned on the FS Algiris preview, you say that if they lose that one, then you are out. But I think that... Yeah. This game might be the one that put them in trouble. I think they will manage to find a way to win Zalgiris, but I think this game might get them in, into trouble and might get them into a hard position where they will really need to battle for every single game to get into a playoff spot. And then they will have a very hard first round of the playoffs. Of course, I agree they, they, I can, agree. they can totally win this matchup and be in a way more comfortable position and even be in position to try to fight from, for home court advantage. They are that good and that's why we keep picking them. But I think this might be a game that gets them in trouble. Moving on for another interesting matchup between Bosconi and Paratinaikus. Panitka is out and Matt Thomas is unlikely to be able to already play for Paratinaikus. Do you think that uh, they have enough to, to beat Bosconi or Bosconi will continue to build on their last win? Uh, I'm gonna, I think Bosconi is going to win, uh, mostly because... Uh, these two teams' playing styles are so different, and I don't think Panathinaikos has enough fire firepower or shooting to keep up with Bashkonia. They play so fast and they shoot so much. Like I, I just don't see how Panathinaikos can offset that, and especially with Panika being out and Van Bacon, we still don't know. But I, I just think it's so hard for Panathinaikos to keep up with Bashkonia, and I'm gonna give it to Bashkonia on her. Not an easy one, but like a 10-point game, something like that. 
I think that's why they will work. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. This takes us to the very last game of round 23 between Asvel and Virtus. It's a game that it's unlikely to have playoff implications, but what do you expect to see and which matchups are you looking for on this game? I expect Asvel to win in a close one because they, they've been good defensively for most of the season, but now with Ebos and Nando playing uh, both guards at the same time, they, I think they took a step forward offensively and that they are now a, a very good team as far as like where they are in the standings i think with the team they have now they are much better than what their win loss column says i'm gonna go with ajvel on this one i'm looking forward to watch uh, both guards on ajvel because i just love watching those guards play he boasts as a facilitator and nado playing more of a two guard now being a scorer and Obviously, on Virtus side, Milo, she's always the most blood because even at this age, what he does on the court is still amazing. And I expect Shangeli to have a very good game as well. It will be a very interesting doubleheader in this moment of decisions in the EuroLeague. And I'm looking forward to watch all the 18 games that we will have this week. Another episode is on the book. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Ito's EuroLeague. Tune in to our next episode and see you guys soon. Thank you, guys. See you all next time.